welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Dell Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to go into the CTO corner with Mr. Steve Laser, who is our global healthcare CTO. How are you doing today, Steve? Doing fantastic. And Steve, today we're going to talk about business continuity within the healthcare environment, but why don't we begin with a little bit of your background? I have been with Dell EMC for the last eight plus years. I have a little over 20 years in healthcare and a little more than 30 plus years in IT, which means I am one of those folks that has a little gray around the edges. But with that, I've had an opportunity to work with healthcare systems primarily across the U.S., but truly across the globe and get different perspectives of what healthcare looks like around the world and be able to bring that back to Dell EMC. I have a wonderful opportunity to engage with our product teams and work with product management to try and guide our products so that they fit within the healthcare realm. In addition to that, I have the opportunity to work with many of our customers in the field and bring their feedback back into Dell EMC. When we talk about business continuity, people talk about the number of nines and they measure availability in various ways, but how would you define business continuity? As we start to think about what is business continuity, what is availability, what is resiliency, what is DR, we're going to get into having to provide some definition. This all really rolls up into what I would call business continuity. We're going to start at the very basics and talk about the ability to have something on the order of DR from a physical perspective and a logical perspective. From the physical perspective, meaning that we have the ability to go ahead and run applications somewhere else and that the data is there and available to us. From a logical perspective, being able to recover things like the database logical corruption typically means that we have another copy of it somewhere else and we have the ability to go ahead and edit or modify the database itself. Both are required in order to provide things that are leading us up to business continuity. Other things that are required in order to bring us to full business continuity depends on the disasters that we are preparing for. Steve, that's a great definition of business continuity, and maybe you could get a little more specific on how it applies to healthcare environment. As we look at this, and healthcare is becoming more and more dependent on technology, we really need to start thinking about it differently. If we get into the conversation around healthcare, they have a requirement from the Joint Commission or JCO that requires healthcare systems must have a DR plan. JCO is now actually testing and inspecting DR plans. They have not done so in a very, very long time. In the past, having a written plan was all that was necessary to comply. And of course, with the acronym DR standing for Disaster Recovery, Steve, which group or groups within the healthcare organization are typically responsible for the disaster plan? In every case, your healthcare system will have a disaster planning committee. Typically, it's being run out of the emergency department, but not in every case. They will have planning exercises, they will have disaster drills, and getting engaged with that team is another area of where and how technology now needs to become a part of that disaster planning. How does business continuity affect infrastructure and topology choices? Infrastructure and topology choices, especially if we're planning to look at business continuity approaches that are requiring availability, really become the defining points of the architecture. 
there are many, many factors that need to be considered on the applications, including performance and latency and reliability. The other piece of it that many healthcare systems do not have the discipline to support is the ability to apply change management to their business continuity or to their high availability or resiliency approaches in their particular application. Unfortunately, high availability applications in many cases fail simply from the perspective of the customer has not kept changes current on both sides of the HA pair or plan and failovers do not occur smoothly. Many, many factors start to play into this, but as we look at the organization and look at how we should go ahead and deploy resilient architectures within healthcare, there are many application dependencies that we need to look at. Using things like VMware as a hypervisor suddenly provides us a tremendous tool in improving and managing our highly available environments. So when you look at a healthcare environment with their spectrum of applications that they're running, how do you align business data and application requirements when defining business continuity requirements? In healthcare, it's a little different than in traditional business. In traditional business, we would go ahead and run a business impact analysis to determine which applications should be supported from a business continuity or resiliency perspective. In healthcare, we typically know the top five or even 10 applications that are required in order to keep the healthcare system functional. And they're generally the same set of applications as we go from healthcare system to healthcare system, or at least their functions are the same as we go from system to system. Working with the healthcare IT team inside the organization, they will be able to define without question, even just sitting in the conference room, the top five applications within the organization. Typically, they include the electronic medical record or electronic health record. They will also include things like blood bank applications, imaging applications, laboratory applications, if they're are not contained as part of the EMR. When we look at those applications, it's really about what do we absolutely need to go ahead and continue to treat patients no matter what happens. Let me ask you maybe a bit of a loaded question. How do organizations define when their business continuity is good enough? That does vary from system to system. If you're to go out and survey the clinical staff within the organization, you'll find that from a business impact perspective, every application is important to someone within the healthcare system, every clinically facing application. What is good enough will really be determined based upon how the healthcare system can function. In most cases, things like electronic medical records Typically, one hour of outage results in anywhere from eight to nine hours of recovery, and the ability to continue seeing patients is limited. Uh, I won't tell you that it will actually stop, but it is significantly impacted. Any elective functionality like elective surgeries or elective procedures will be put to a stop right away. How good is good enough? Unfortunately, that usually comes back to a financial discussion as to how much availability is is enough. In the U.S., good enough is typically highly available, be able to recover at, I won't say at any cost, but nearly any cost. Outside the U.S., there's less dependency. They believe that they can continue to go on and go on for extended periods with applications and systems unavailable, and I believe that's really simply because availability in those applications is not as stable as it is here in the U.S. What products and services does Dell offer to help organizations prepare for business continuity? From a business continuity perspective, we can start at the very, very core layer. And as we begin to build out, this is going to bounce back and forth between services and products, but we can 
do things like data center assessments to understand what the availability of a particular facility is, look at it from many, many different perspectives, from a blood risk perspective, an impact risk perspective, as well as looking at and evaluating power cooling, the communications networks coming into that facility. The next layer up from that is looking at how we are going to provide highly available networking as well as providing highly available storage servers to go ahead and utilize that networking and provide services back to the healthcare system. From a storage perspective, the most highly available storage array on the market today, PowerMax, without a question. And as we start to look at the PowerEdge server line, very, very high availability on the products, all hot swappable functions within most of those products. There is some variance depending upon which product line. Going from there, the next layer up is through our friends at VMware and utilizing a hypervisor to virtualize those environments as greatly as possible. And with those virtualized environments, we have the ability to go ahead and actually move them around using tools like vMotion and move a functioning environment from data center A to data center B should we have the ability to do so. Also, VMware clustering, allowing us to go ahead and utilize more than one host to provide services from a cluster perspective and really keep that isolated cluster within a single data center highly available. Or if we need to fail outside of that data center, from there we can talk about vMotion and moving that application outside the data center to another regionally located data center. Many factors to be considered there, but certainly not the end of the discussion. From a data protection perspective, which is also part of disaster recovery and business continuity, utilizing products like the data protection suite, utilizing products like data domain, and perhaps even engaging one of our cloud service providers to move backups from your locally backed up solution off to a backup in the cloud. That's great stuff, and obviously a lot of products and services we have to offer. Steve, you're the CTO for healthcare, and this has been a great primer on business continuity for healthcare. Any final thoughts? Well, we've just scratched the surface. We're just talking about the 101 level discussion. If we want to get into the 201, 301, and 401 level discussions, I'll need a lot more time. As you look at resiliency in healthcare, remember that you need to look at application dependency. Remember that in every case, when we're deploying an application to a healthcare system, every layer of the application or every function of the application needs to be there and available in order to have that application presented to the end users. In many cases, I work with customers Customers, particular one in Canada caught my eye the other day in that they were going to replicate a copy of the database, but they had no way to present the database back to the customers. That just doesn't work. You need to think very holistically when you start thinking through business continuity and resiliency for applications within healthcare. It can be a very deep topic, but I think there are also things that we can do to help support our healthcare customers out there and really get them a good head start. And not only that, we also have services that will help go ahead and provide additional tools to them and really help them build out a more resilient architecture. Steve, thank you so much. This has been great info, and maybe in the future we can have you on another Dell Healthcare Power Chat and go a little bit deeper into BC. So thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to coming back.